you haven't encountered a chatbot online yet, then it's only a matter of time. They're springing up all over the place, taking care of everything from customer service to therapy and even romance. Here in New Zealand, one has recently been rolled out by health insurer NIB. It's called Frankie, and General Manager of Direct and Partnerships Ben Rose is here to tell us all about it. Ben, welcome to the show. Good day, Vaughan. Thanks for being here. Why didn't you just get Frankie to do this? Why have you had to come? That's a very good question. We'll, we'll program it in for next time. We'll program well, Yeah, it's, it's just a matter of time. A matter of time. I won't need to be here to ask the questions. You won't need to, hear, to be here to answer them. We'll just get my chatbot to talk to your chatbot, and the viewers of the, the, the listeners' chatbots can just listen. Perfect. We can um, just go for lunch or something. We can, we can also absolutely go for lunch. Hey, what exactly is a chatbot? Look, a chatbot is a virtual consultant. So it's a customer service consultant that uses artificial intelligence instead of a human brain. And that's it. And in your case, your chatbot is text-based. So I go to the NIB webpage or a certain part of it, and in the same way that I might have a human customer service interaction, instead I have this little thing typing away in the background, right? Yeah, that's right. So uh, you come to our website, and there's a number of different ways you can get in touch with us. You can talk to us on the phone. You can send us an email, or if you want your question answered straight away, Frankie answers you in a little chat box. And what sort of questions can you ask this this Frankie the chatbot? So people are asking Frankie about our products, what's covered, how would they claim, what's health insurance, what what does all the terminology mean, what's an excess, all of those sorts of things. And Frankie helps them out with text advice, or also gives them a video to watch, or flicks them a link to to a human if they want to have further conversation. Interestingly, so I, I had, a, had a bit of a look, and it said, you know, hi, I'm I'm Frankie, I'm a trainee, just ask me any questions you like. You don't say that it's a chatbot. No, well, so the way the way we approach it is um, we're certainly not hiding it from people. Well, um, that, is, that is kind of. It's saying, hi, I'm Frankie, I'm a trainee. And you go, oh, it's Frankie, he's a trainee. That's Or she, because it could be a girl's name. Um, that, that, you know, I'll, I'll be nice to this person because he or she's just a trainee. Look, I think uh, when, when anybody uh, helps a customer, they don't introduce themselves and, and tell them all about them. I think for us, the important thing is the customer wants help. And this is a way for them a way for them to get it. So customers don't really care about how we work and what we do. All they want to know is what they want to know. So I suppose that's that's what we look to give them. So you mentioned artificial intelligence before, and that that's an you know, chatbots a buzzword and artificial intelligence is I guess another buzzword. But how do the two relate? What's the the interdependencies between a chatbot and artificial intelligence? So, so the, the version of the chatbot that we're using is one where you load it up with information that exists. Um, so we worked with our frontline teams to understand all the sorts of questions that customers ask them. We, you, lo- you load that in, and when a customer asks a question, Frankie then recognises words and works out which answer he or she needs to deliver to the customer. Um, so each question has, you know, a hundred different ways of being worded, different ways that people structure the sentences, different keywords that they might use. So the intelligence behind Frankie makes sure that customers get the information that they're actually wanting rather than something else. And that that guess, that guess of, or that, that good estimate of, you know, here are the hundred ways this question might be asked will only go so far, right? And there'll come 101 ways and 102 ways and 103 ways, and that's where the the intelligence and the learning comes into play. So how does that work? So 
we're learning as a business at the same time that Frankie's learning. So we're starting off, we only, uh, we've only had Frankie live for a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and we're learning what questions Frankie can't answer and what wordings that Frankie doesn't understand. So we're inputting those every single day we're learning and we're increasing the amount of information that Frankie gives back. So Frankie's getting smarter just as we're getting smarter with her. So how does the Frankie chatbot know when it's got it wrong? Um, you know, because to learn, you've, you know, I, I'm sure there's more to it than, you know, smacking a horse with a stick when it does the wrong thing. But how, how does, uh, and just by the way, people, I don't smack a horse, I don't have a stick, and if I did have a stick, I wouldn't smack a, a horse with it. But how does, how does the chatbot know that it's got it wrong in the first place in order to learn and evolve and get better? So the first sign is that customers ask the same question in a few different ways. So we spot that very quickly and we get a report of that and we make sure that doesn't happen again. The other sign is um, Frank, Frankie, if Frankie doesn't know how to answer a question, that's what Frankie will say to the customer. And every time that happens, we get a report which tells us we work out what was the question and how can we answer that next time. Where did the name come from, Frankie? Is it, uh, don't tell me it's an acronym. Is it an acronym? No, it's not an acronym. Ah. Um, so it was really important for us that Frankie felt part of our team. So we put up a prize, had an internal competition, and uh, one of our staff members uh, suggested it. And, the, and, there's no, and there's no special backstory to why they suggested it? Uh, the the uh, staff member in question was our, was our lawyer whose uh, son had read a book about Frankie the Robot. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So it's a, ro- it's a robot named after a robot, which would, you, you could say it was meta. We've potentially hit peak robot. So it would have been, um, well, I'm guessing it's, it's quite a big decision for a, um, a health insurer to go, right, we're going to um, you know, install a, a robot as part of our customer service team because you know, service is pretty important stuff. What was the what was the process between you thinking, hey, we should have one of these, to to it getting you know approved? So was it a hard decision? No, look, it, it wasn't. Um, as a as a business, we always look for ways to innovate, and we always look for ways to improve our customer experience. So. Earlier this year, um, I was at a a conference uh, which was all about technology and artificial intelligence, had a meeting with IBM, started to understand what's happening around the world, and we realised this is a great way for us to give our customers a a better experience, and we thought we'd better better trial this now. So you mentioned IBM. Does does that suggest to me that this is powered by the IBM artificial intelligence platform Watson? That's right. Is that what's behind it? Yeah. So tell me, we've we've discussed it a little bit on the show, but on on the off chance that someone hasn't listened to all 180 shows. Um, tell me a bit about Watson and, and, and what it does and what it offers you know, your, your business. So Watson as a platform, that's IBM's way of packaging up artificial intelligence for different businesses. And they've got lots of different modules. The one that we chose uh, is a virtual agent. So it comes off the shelf as a virtual agent and you teach it on top of um, ex- ordinary information it comes with. You teach it the information that's specific to your business. So we talk, frankly, all about our products and what our customers are wanting. And then the two go together. We work with an IT partner and we serve it up through, through our website. And that teaching of the, the you know, intelligent agent, is that done in a chatbot fashion or is that more you know, spreadsheets and, and, and decision trees and all that sort of old-fashioned stuff? So it's actually in exactly the same way as we teach a human agent. So we identify all the questions that they're going to be asked. We teach them the answers. With a person, you do it in a classroom. With a chatbot, you do it on a spreadsheet. Um, and then you send them out into the real world. You monitor them. And anything they can't answer, you teach them how to answer next time. And, and how long did the whole process take from going, OK, IBM, you know, signed the deal, we're going to do this, to you having something you know, live that people could chat from? Is it, is it uh, you know, weeks, months? How long is it? It's about three months for us. Which is not long, really, is it? No, well, I think as a, as a business, we sort of pride ourselves on being a challenger and being nimble. So we, we knew it was the thing we wanted to do. So we worked hard to get it out quickly. 
One of the things that artificial intelligence sometimes struggles with is the language we use, the everyday language. And you said earlier that there's a hundred ways to ask a question, but I guess there's a hundred ways to answer one too. So if you know, if the chatbot says, "We well, you know, how, you know, how are you feeling today?" I don't know if it, it's likely to ask that, but if it does, I might fi- I might say, "You know, I'm pretty stink." Uh, you know, pretty rad, uh, you know, so-so, average. And, you know, a literal meaning of average is, oh, good, that's that's right on the middle of the bell curve. That's fantastic. Move on to the next question. Whereas the Kiwi meaning of average, you know, the All Blacks taught us this, yeah. is terrible. Yeah, yeah. How do you how do you get those nuances into a, into a chatbot? So the quality of what comes out of a chatbot is based on the quality of what you put in. So we worked really hard to make sure that the language we were using was language that New Zealanders use. It's, it really is as simple as that. So where there's a, where there's a question with an answer, um, we, we make sure that all of the answers we can think of are in there, and if any new ones come up, we add those in too. So can I, can I speak as casually to this chatbot as I would to, you know, to a uh, human? If I, you know, let's say you're a health insurer, you know, if I say, hey, mate, my leg is munted, how's that going to go down? That'll work. That'll work. Yeah. So, so Frankie, think of Frankie as, uh, as a person. You can use that language with a person on the phone or a person with live chat. Absolutely, you can. And Frankie even tells jokes. Tells jokes? Give me an example. I can't. You have to go and, and ask her. Well, you know, the, on behalf of people listening at home, tell, give me an example of Frankie humour. Uh, Frankie, Frankie humour is uh, what's a, a chatbot's favourite song? Come on, baby, light my wire. Oh boy! So it's been—it's clearly been programmed by a bunch of fathers. Hey, talking to uh, Ben Rose from Health Insurer NIB about their new chatbot, uh, Frankie, who actually needs a bit of work on his uh, sense of humour. Uh, back right after this. It's Sunday Social. Everything you need to know about social media with Vaughan Davis. And welcome back to Sunday Social. Talking to Ben Rose from Health Insurer NIB about their new online chatbot, Frankie. Ben, welcome back. Thanks very much. So, before the break, uh, and I, I thank any listener who decided to stick with us after that terrible joke uh, before the break, uh, we talked a bit about your agent, Frankie, having a bit of a sense of humour. But also, I guess it's got to have uh, a personality, because even though it's just a text chat agent, personality, you know, emerges, right? You want to make people feel like they're dealing with something uh, a little bit real. Yeah. How, what, what, sort of thought process goes into giving something like this a personality and 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 how much range how much flexibility do you have in that so we're pretty early on in our sort of chatbot experience um so we've worked with you know with our marketing and our brand team to make sure that what frankie says is is on brand um we're looking at other companies around the world so capital one in the states for example they've got um, a character developer from pixar who runs their uh, their chatbot that's team. interesting mm-hmm. so i think there's lots of to infinity to and beyond exactly them. right yeah, yeah. Yeah, look, I think I think um, we're pretty early on. We'll, we'll get better in the future, but at the moment, um, you know, Frankie's Frankie's two weeks old, but I think she's doing okay. So Frankie's been going two weeks now. If I were a, a call centre operator at NIB, I've been there for two weeks. I would imagine that my supervisor would be listening in on the calls or standing over my shoulder and making sure everything goes okay. Is is that the case with Frankie? Are you looking over the shoulder of this chatbot in real time, or are you leaving it? to do its business so we look at the answers and the questions um a couple of times a day right from a risk and compliance point of view and we love that because we're in insurance you are um you know that a chatbot's going to replicate the information you've given it so you don't need to be looking over its shoulder but what you need to make sure 
is that there, it's not having too many unanswered questions. So that's what we, we look into do every day. Oh, well, I, w- I was wondering about that risk and compliance thing because it's, it's got a little bit of leeway in, in terms of how it answers the questions, I presume. If a chatbot tells me something, is that gospel? You know, coming, come, is, is that, is that uh, a promise? Is that piece of advice, you know, can I take that to the bank? Or are there disclaimers around it? No, no, absolutely. So the, the information we program in is what will come out. Um, what we, what we don't have is a chatbot that uses machine learning to come up with its own answers. And, you know, in the future, I'm sure that'll come. But at the moment, what, what goes in is what comes out. Right. So there's a, a set range of answers. And if I talk to this chatbot for long enough, I'd just I'd start recognising those answers That's as right. being the same ones that are, are coming back. How, how, how are customers um, receiving this? Are they, li- are they liking it? Are they not noticing it? No, so they absolutely noticed it. We, we've had we've had thousands of them on there, and about a third of them out of hours. So we've had lots and lots of people who want to know about our products at about two o'clock in the morning, and wow. now they can. Well, I suppose you know if you're trying to put in a claim for insomnia, that would be an entirely appropriate. Exactly right. time. Well, I don't know if you can claim on insomnia. I'll, I'll have to uh, I'll have to ask ask Frankie. Now, you, you say you went to your human customer service agents to get a feel for you know what sort of questions are typically asked. How was their reaction when when they knew that they're being asked for this information in order to be augmented and I guess ultimately replaced? Um, so we don't approach it as a replacement. So we've got we've got um, growing customer numbers because we're you know we're growing new health insurance in New Zealand. We mm-hmm. want to be dealing with more people, but we want to do it in a way that's that's cost effective. So Frankie's as well as our existing agents. So they were stoked because they know that if a customer has a conversation with Frankie and gets the answer, they can get onto another call with another customer. But I mean, the the end game. I, I would think if, if if Frank, you know, I've, I've got a text chat agent. If I've got Frankie working really, really, really well, I, I don't need humans, do I? I think I think you'll always need humans for, but for think, the for the tricky bits. Yeah, it depends. It depends. Um, you know, I think a really really complicated transaction where you need to I need to talk to a human to understand exactly what I'm looking at. That's fine. A, a simple transaction, a chatbot can do. So we think there's a blend of both's got a place. So this is a trial. What is success? What will it take for this to continue or grow? So we've set objectives around how many customers use it, um, how many customers have their, their kind of queries resolved. Um, we will be growing it. We will be using it. Um, I think we put it in place to learn ourselves as well about how this works and what, what does and doesn't work. But we'll, we'll look to expand this over the future. So this, this is text only. And interestingly, a lot of work, uh, a lot of high-profile work in New Zealand, especially around uh, you know humans interacting with uh, machines, has been through video chat. And you know, you'll know there's an Auckland company called Soul Machines, which is doing you know world-leading work in this area. Did you consider going down the video chat route as they have done? In fact, in the in the health services area in this, in Australia, I think there's is their their first customer. Or was was text always the way you're going to go? I think as a first foray, text was was going to be the simple one. Um, but we're looking at the moment at voice, at video, at all the other uh, different interfaces you can use. I think if customers want it, that's what we'll be doing. And has it gone smoothly? I mean, have there been any you know, surprises, disappointments, um, you know, shocking disasters? Not so far, not so far. Because in the science fiction version of this, someone would spill their coffee on, on, on a keyboard and Frankie would go rogue, start swearing at people, and before you know it, you know, take over all your servers and your, you know, your, your pass card wouldn't work. It would be a great movie. Now, Frankie lets me come into work every day so far, but we, we haven't had any, any big disasters, but fingers crossed, we'll see how we go. Of course, if, if you do go to video, you know the name of the project will be Frankie Goes to Hollywood.
Thanks. That you you you've, Thanks. you're one you're one step ahead of me. This is this is what uh, this is this is yeah. This is why you call it Frankie. I've, I've finally just worked exactly it out. right. Yeah. Thanks. So you're trialing Frankie the chatbot. You say you want to be innovative and you know, use these digital platforms to get more people into into private health insurance. What else are you playing with? Um, today uh, we launched. Um, Chinese language online sales um, and Mandarin telesales. So we're, we're, we're looking at what, what are customers asking for and we're making sure that we're the ones to deliver it to them first. That, that's raised an interesting question. So, um, you know, Māori Language Week was, was quite recently. Uh, is, is Frankie bilingual? Frankie only speaks English at the moment, but we're, we're certainly looking at other languages for her. And is that something that um, IBM would need? Because, you know, you've, you've kind of, well, the, the, the crude expression is you've skinned something from IBM. Is that something that IBM and its Watson platform would need to do under the hood? Or is that something that you'd do at a, at a local level? So they offer, um, they offer modules on Watson. So languages are modules that you can select. Um, so you, you add that to the functionality that, that you buy. As long as you can input the information in that language, then it will work. And what what else is exciting you technologically in, in, in the world of you know customer service and uh, and online platforms and artificial intelligence? What's what's the you know you could you could say that what you're doing with Frankie is the future, but what 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 does the future hold for this? What, uh, can, we, what can we expect as consumers in terms of the way we you know interact with companies like yours? What we're really excited about is is how Frankie and, and chatbots like Frankie enable you to do whatever you want to do, wherever you are. You haven't got to wait for us. You haven't got to wait for a person. And it gives you choice. So at the moment, you have to work within the processes and structures that companies like us have. Uh, that shouldn't be the case. And chatbots, we believe, are going to enable a real change in that. Do you see a future where Frankie might want to have a chat with my, my Fitbit or my bathroom scales to sort of verify you know, the stuff that I'm telling it? Yeah, look, we do, we do, we, and, we, and we're running trials with wearables to see, you know, what we can learn from those. I suppose the question is, how do you get people forming a habit to really keep wearing that Fitbit and not chuck it in the in the uh, in the drawer after a few months? Mm -hmm. For us, you know, if you're if you're healthy, then you should be rewarded for that, and we want to understand we want to understand how we can tell that in a sort of sustainable, ongoing way. Hey, Ben Rose from uh, NIB and uh, his chatbot Frankie. So much, well, Frankie didn't turn up, but. <laughs> We'll talk to Frankie later. Thank you so much for joining me tonight on Sunday Social. Cheers, Vaughan. Thank you. Hey, and you can listen back to that whole entire interview with Ben and uh, and Frankie at radiolive.co.nz under Shows and Sunday Social or, of course, as a podcast at, uh, at iTunes if you're into that. After the break, Mr Paul Brislin joins me to explain just what he's been doing for the last... Well, what he's been doing all day long, hunched over a computer when he should have been parenting. Back soon. It's Sunday Social with Vaughan Davis. Hey, welcome back to Sunday Social. And I really enjoyed that chat with uh, Ben Rose from NIB. I think chatbots are the future. Chatting about chatbots, kind of meta. Hey, uh, speaking of chat, chitter chatter. Hey, Mr. Paul Brisbane, welcome. Kia ora, welcome to how the show. are you? I'm very well. Always nice to chat with you. I'm not a bot. You I play well, one on the internet, though. Well, who, who can really be sure? Mm, who, who can be sure? If only there was a test. Ask me about turtles. The, exactly. Yeah. The, 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 the Turing test, because, uh, you know, I went, I went to see, or, or the empathy test with turtles in the That's desert. That's right. Boyd Kampf. I went and saw um, 
Blade Runner, is it 2049? Yeah. I knew it was a number uh, last night. So that yeah, what, what is real and what is what is a bot is pretty much the the premise of that that whole show. Just with glorious, glorious cinematography. It is a very good looking it's movie. A very good. And movie. and people who said it was too long and too boring, you are bad people. And they are don't all millennials. Yes. Now, I'll, I'll give gone. you I'll give you a little um, a little friendly fact about um, Ooh, a factoid. Well, a factoid about. The original Blade Runner movie, yes. which, as you know, is based on a book called Do, Do Androids, Androids Dream, Dream of Electric, Electric Sheep? Sheep. Mm. And speaking of turtles, and more particularly tortoises, do you know in which city, in which country in the world that book began? I do. Page one. I do. That would be Auckland, New Zealand. Auckland, New Zealand. Story, That's right. of, story of a very old tortoise yes. in Auckland, New Zealand. And uh, and so Blade Runner, uh, if you're going to watch it in any city in the world, either see it in dystopian future Ex- Los Angeles <laughs> yeah. or... Or come, come on or down. Or come and see it in Auckland. Don't try and stream <laughs> it over the Wi-Fi, though, on a public network if you're, no. worried, if you're worried about your security. Because you'll be Fright, on crack. Frighten the people, Paul. Frighten Fright, them. Frighten Terrify the them. people. Switch off everything with Wi-Fi at once because they get the criminals are coming. No. So there's this thing called crack with a K that you've no doubt heard about over the last few days. This is um, a flaw in the security that keeps all your Wi-Fi connections safe and secure, which in effect means, oh, my God, the world is collapsing around our ears because everything is connected via Wi-Fi, so we should switch it all off. Um, the the good news is you don't actually have to. It's not that scary. For somebody to try and break in using this new exploit, they would have to sit outside your house, connect to your Wi-Fi connection, and then start trying to access it using uh, this security flaw, which is, I've got to say, highly unlikely. So except for if, your house. if I were Scrooge McDuck yes. and and I had somewhere on my computers the... Uh, you know the, the the combination to the the money vault that I go swimming in. Yes. Uh, the, it makes sense perhaps that the Beagle Boys are sitting outside in their in their van, <laughs> yes. uh, fiendishly trying to crack my 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 Wi-Fi network. Yeah. But if I'm just Joe Schmo, the just the chances exactly. are, are, it's, are, are, it's are somewhat less. Pretty slim. And and to be fair, even if they do get in, all they can do is listen to the traffic that's going over your Wi-Fi network. If you were using your banking app or something secure, Netflix, anything like that, you'll find there's an extra layer of security there anyway so uh, the odds of them being able to do anything with this is fairly slim on top of all of that if you're using a windows 10 machine microsoft's already patched it if you're using apple or android the patches are on the way generally speaking don't worry too much about it one thing perhaps so so uh, don't worry about crack don't worry about that's crack. our advice yeah. um one thing that we perennially talk about is uh, is passwords oh my and goodness. the crackability of those yes. and this this is this is a perennial story but it's worth it's one worth re- revisiting and an online retailer in the UK which I didn't realize until rereading the story called ao.com which makes me wonder if it's a little bit um, after dark Oh, it could be an adults only. To be honest. (coughs) But they've revealed, revealed, the (laughs) 10 most commonly used passwords in the UK from the last year. And the the moral of the story is if any of these are your password, change your password. Um, It's not even worth reading through them, but this is how it goes. Uh, Coming in at number six is password. They haven't even got zero for an O. It's no, just, it's, it's just, just pa- password. Oh, probably because some some website top said you know type password. So ooh, yeah, oh, I better put I'll, in my I'll password. Type password. It's like where's the escape key? Exactly. Um, any key. Yes. Qwerty. 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 Qwerty's always popular. Qwerty's always popular. Yeah. And of course, uh, coming in, coming in number one, 
the uh, the long time favourite. Very hard crack. One, two, three, four, five, six. I know, but, that, but they, they go on to give further uh, further advice and things things to avoid that mm. are perhaps um, you know also common but unique to you, therefore easily easily crackable. Uh, your name, your partner's or your pet's name. Yep. Uh, the name of the street you grew up on, and th- this is all findable, right? I could, I could yeah, work you, out. You can work this out. You through can... Paul Brisbane's Wikipedia page. That's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> your your, your favourite place to go on holiday. A lot of people stuck in debt in jobs will, will you know, they'll, they'll type in, um, you know, Lower Hut because they dream of going to Lower Hut. That's uh, yeah, yeah, Hamilton. 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 Do Hamilton people dream of Lower Hut, or do Lower Hut people dream of Hamilton? I yeah. don't know. Uh, and of course, the favourite, uh, the favourite sports team. But I think the, the the most important thing is perhaps for us to revisit the underpants rule. And the underpants the, rule. Yes, we've done all this hail the months, underpants rule. All, all hail the underpants rule. So the underpants rule is basically treat your passwords like you treat your underpants. Change, change them. Change often. them. Change them regularly. Yep. And you know what that means to you might be different to what it means to someone else. That's right. Change them regularly. Don't leave them lying around where someone else can exactly. see them. Exactly. Good Keep advice, them tucked away. especially at work. And finally, don't share them with anyone else. No, no, especially not your passwords. Especially Unpans, mate. No, but not no, not your passwords. Especially not your passwords. Hey, um, Google Maps. Mm. Um, this this the story came out of nowhere this next one and i i don't know if i share the outrage so google maps did did this thing which i, I thought was really cool when you choose to walk somewhere on google maps the google the good people at google decided that they were going to show you not just the directions yeah. not just the distance not just the time it would take but two things they were going to show you the calories it would burn okay that's a, I think that's, that's quite that's quite rewarding. Yeah. Quite rewarding and motivating. Well, my gym um, machine thing, that shows I, the you cross that. trainer, it says shows you that. you've been on here for 35 minutes, you can have half a um, half a potato chip from McDonald's. Well, my, 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 my Fitbit does that yeah, too. Yeah, it, exactly. but, but But they went one step further. Ah. They, they, they translated calories, which really are, are kind of meaningless numbers in their hundreds and thousands, they are. Uh, into cupcakes, quite possibly <laughs> topped with hundreds <laughs> and thousands. So, so how many small cupcakes you could have? How many small cupcakes like you could it. have, which is kind of neat. I like um, it. Yeah, so if I'm going to walk from you know Radio Live to my home, it's about a half-hour walk, yeah. it would say that's half an hour, go this way, plus cupcake. Cupcake. Fabulous. I think it's neat. Um, sadly, we're, sadly, we're in a minority. Um, yeah, we yeah. are. Uh, we are. Um, howls of outrage from users, and maybe I'm insensitive. I don't know. Perhaps, you know, perhaps someone could tweet me at Bourne Davis and take me through this one. Um, the idea of showing mini cupcakes as a measure of calories was a way of perpetrating fat shaming, particularly women. No, I don't. No, I just quite like eating cupcakes so if i, I quite worked, like i quite, like, I quite like eating for cupcakes, three cupcakes i'd be in i'm quite fat uh, i'm not yeah. i'm not a woman um no but uh, you'd be away yeah so that okay that feature is not coming to new zealand any time soon although something that is coming is is the next step and well there's two steps here maybe the middle step doesn't exist right. so the fitbit ionic which is the latest fitbit there, oh, oh wave it around there, a bit more there it is it looks good on radio there, there it is gracing my wrist yes it will not just tell you how many calories you've used yes. on your walk, but when you get to the end of your walk, you can use the damn thing to buy a cupcake. Oh, you can. You can if you're with a certain bank. It's got near-field 
connectivity that's built right into it. NFC chip blimp. but what, what it doesn't do is is that bridging thing that uh, that Google does so it doesn't say hey you've earned a pie oh see that would be quite nice and it? then and then and then taking you to the place where the pie where is. the pie is and giving you a discount yeah that would be quite good though but how is it, it it's um has it got extra added features over and above the standard Fitbits? Um, it's, well, the main thing is it doesn't look ugly. It doesn't look, no. like, it doesn't look like a prison bracelet, which is a lot of, oh, oh no offence. No offence to people no who are No offence to everybody prison, waving prison, them around. Prison bracelet <laughs> style Fitbits. Yeah. Um, someone told me it, it looked like the sort of, the, the Fitbit Ionic, which is a 500 buck watch, to be honest. Um, Ooh, I'd get the Garmin. There's a very good looking yeah, Garmin for 500. Yeah, but it, it looks like the sort of watch that an adult might wear to a meeting. Oh, which was kind a, of yeah. faint praise, but yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I think it does. I think it, it does. does. It which does. Is, well, I kind of like it. Uh, it also plays m- music, so it'll it'll store three hundred uh, songs on its little little interior brain. chip yep. thing. Uh, and we'll and has it got a tiny little speaker, or do you no? It, 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 it sends it sends the music to your brain by way of some uh, expensive but good. Yep wireless headphones oh. and they're about 300 bucks so with the headphones so, all up 800 bucks we're up to 800 already that's yep. quite a lot of money still you're only halfway there to an iphone x 10 beastie that recognizes your face and shares with everybody so oh, you know I'm, I'm waiting for the huawei mate 10 Are with uh, artificial intelligence my oh, friend artificial intelligence yeah notes. hey so if 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 if, uh, if you want to get the most out of a uh, a sports watch of course mm. you, you can't say fairer than a marathon no. And organisers of marathons in the United States have issued a rather unexpected warning. Mm, okay. Well, marathons, have you They've run, traditionally, have you run I, how absolutely, many marathons? Which, lots, which marathons many, have you run? Them, oh, so many. They're just... Countless. Pff, countless. countless. Countless is a good word without, for it. They are without number. They are without count. Yes. Well, I've run, I've run plenty of marathons. You've run more than, more than countless. I have. Yes. And... They usually say... Well, the, the problem with marathons, apart from uh, the months of training and the, the day of agony, <laughs> yeah. uh, but often a cupcake at the end of it, um, the problem with marathons is actually getting into them. And I used to run a... And I was reminded with this story. Uh, I used to run a particular ultramarathon mm. in the South Island that only allowed 400 people to enter right. in, in the race each year. So the competition to actually... You know, you had to wake up at 6 o'clock and go online and enter. Oh, the course. competition to get into the race was, was as fierce. fierce. Well, it was actually yeah. more fierce because in an ultramarathon, there's not much competition. No. You just you just survive you just, the day. Did I make it? Well done. Yeah. yeah. So organisers of marathons in the United States have warned people of social media-based cheating. And what's happening wow. is, well, people are getting their marathon bibs. So that's the number yeah, yeah, that yeah. you um, safety pin to your, yeah, your shirt. Yeah. And sometimes you, oh, I got myself. Oh, safety pin to me. Yeah. Yep. Um, just leave it there. It's not going to come out. It's not going to get any better. And people are receiving them, you know, sometimes days or weeks ahead of the... Um, ahead of the event yeah. and posting a picture of it online saying, yes, I'm in the oh, Boston in, Marathon or the whatever. Yep. Other nefarious, nefarious porpoises are yes. using the number and the data that's on the uh, on the marathon bib to make fake ones and print them out and Fabulous. just turn up and run for free. Because oh, that's Fabulous. the other thing. Often, it, yeah. often it'll cost hundreds of dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're to, not cheap, uh, are they? to, to, be, to be in that marathon. So these people are very similar to the, to the Muppets who, um, when they receive a brand new credit card, take a photo of it. And, and goes, yes, I finally, hey, finally got the gold. it out. Yeah, finally got the gold yeah. card. So things not to yeah. post photos of, that's apart right. from you know, appendages. Yeah. Um, marathon bibs. Credit cards, driver license. I driver's would never license. post that. No, things you should keep 
to yourself, social security numbers, IRD numbers, passport um, details. Even your mail, because I've almost yeah. done this a couple of times. I've almost taken a photo going, oh, wow, got a really interesting-looking package from so-and-so. That's right, and there's and your address. There's my address. Yeah, I don't yeah. want people to know I'm right. You know, no. Well, mind you, see, you could look it up, though, because it's all in the white pages, isn't well, it? Well, yours might be. Oh. Some of us, you see. Are you, an, are you, are you at an undisclosed oh, we, location? Yeah. No, I, I, I got a phone from iHug. <laughs> and and they were never, they were never a part of the white pages. So it really only counted if you were a telecom slash now Spark customer. Everybody else, we don't care. It's all too confusing. It so, is. so bottom line, if it's if it's private, mm, take a photo of it, maybe, but uh, share it on the internet, not at. After the break, oh boy, I, I feel like I feel like speaking of crack, I feel like a dealer. Yo, you're uh, a pusher. Yeah, I'll give I, you that. Goddamn the pusher man! I have got the game to pretty much. Don't play it. Occu- Don't play it. Play it. Don't do uh, it. Occupy your Labor Day. Back soon. Welcome back to Sunday Social. Oh my goodness, look at that. It's 11 minutes to 8, which means it's time for the apps of the week. And, oh, I feel evil. I feel like, I don't know, the typhoid Mary of uh, <laughs> computer games. Or perhaps whoever it was who who uh, who, who brought uh, who, who introduced the pee ep- epidemic to New Zealand? Th- this is this is the paperclip epi- epidemic. Okay, th- th- this this is this is P, but P stands for PC paper clips. So paper clips. I read about this game yesterday. I I went to the website this morning. Uh, I thought I'd spent a lot of time playing it, uh, Paul, but you've spent even more. <laughs> Just describe this game, so paper clips, as simply as you can. Really yeah, keep, so keep it simple. It's, keep it really simple. It's a, it's a um, it's a, an accountant's um, wet dream, really. No, it's that's you, not describing that's, it simply. It, just, just, just tell it like it is. <laughs> tell it like it's, it is. It's, it's a way of life. So you have um, the ability with a, a single button um, to make a paper clip and then yep. sell it. So that's how it starts. That's how so it, it starts. starts you it's to, a very you, text-based you, game. You click a button that says make paperclip and Pink. it goes boop there's your paperclip and you go i'll sell it i'll sell it for 10 cents and he goes there you go you've sold it would you like to make another one you'll need to buy some wire shortly so then begins the game the 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 cat and mouse game of staying one step ahead of your wire supply uh and making enough money to buy more wire in order to make more paperclips later on and and not and only not only buying wire but buying machines to, to make, make the, the paper clips with. So now, how many paper clips have you made currently? Your current <laughs> well, running total. I'm one? ashamed to say I've actually done some things today. I've I've <laughs> I've washed and vacuumed my aeroplane. I've yes, walk, yes. I've walked the dog and I've cooked a delicious chicken curry. But how many paper clips? Therefore, I have only made three hundred and fifteen thousand paper clips. How many paper clips have you made today, Paul? As we done speak, none of those things. Having done none of those things. Don't have a dog. I, don't have no, an aeroplane. No, don't, don't make. Don't have curry. a live. I am currently up to 667 million paperclips. So this is 668 of, million paperclips. So this is one of those games. So, so to find the game, just uh, just honestly Google paperclip game. Paperclip and, game. And, you, <coughs> and, you'll, be and you'll find it. And, there and are no rules. There's no con- no instructions. There's no guide. There's no manual. And you have to kind of work out there's what's no going on. There's no help. There's nothing. But it's really under the hood. There's a lot going on. Took there is like, an nine months nine months to make. Um, and it follows that that principle of what makes a great video game or you know game in general mm. is it's really easy to learn, so click paper clip, uh, but really hard to master because because the number of variables increase, uh, the complexity increases, the pace increases, uh, the exactly. stakes increase, it's and a- and the the what you've got to do to survive changes from the beginning where it's literally a case of just make enough money to pay for the next ream of 
wire, wire, the spool of wire, um, that that will get you killed later on in the game where you just need to um, maximise your profit and you're carefully juggling uh, millions and millions of transactions a second uh, in order to um, keep your empire growing. You end up with investments, you end up with a series of projects, including, and I've, I've just done this, um, I'm about to resolve global warming, but I've, I've cured cancer and um, um, saved you people from male pattern baldness. You made that up? No, that seriously is one of the projects that comes up later in the game. Ah, because because you're you're now a global wealthy you're, industrialist, so you can go you, you can go you can off and get stuff. Elon Musk. On exactly, it. you can get you can get all Elon on it. So yes, there are elements of the game I just don't understand. I press a button and up comes a number, and I don't know what it means, but it doesn't and, seem and, to and slow and me and down. And it doesn't tell you. It never it's tells not you. Not going to tell you. No, you have to work it out. Um, so what's behind it? Why did they develop a game like this? What was the what was the um, the, the push to get well, this off? Well, it, it was uh, the developer whose name I, I forget, but um, damn his damn his eyes um, when I do remember it. Uh, it's an example of what's called a, a clicker. Yep. And a clicker is the simplest form of game, and it's almost a parody of a game. Um, and they started, you'll remember, in the Facebook days with uh, the popularity the farm, of Farmville. Far, Farmville. Far, oh, no, sorry, I've got to, I can't come to some meetings. I've got to click, <laughs> click my pumpkins to I've make them grow. I've got to keep the pumpkins going. It's, it's yep. a bit like that, except yeah, yeah, yeah. Without, without the without visual any, richness. Without any detail whatsoever. No yeah. detail, no Just numbers, no not even pictures. No yeah. pictures. But you can imagine a paperclip. You can. I can imagine paperclip. Did you six hundred eighty-five million of them? Currently. Oh, I've got three hundred thirty. Oh. oh, my numbers stopped because I've run out of wire. Let me just buy some more wire. You, you buy some wire. Thirty-one dollars a spool for wire. So That's a rip-off. Later on, it, it gets, gets a lot more it gets expensive. A lot more expensive as you become the world's one buyer of wire. Exactly. Um, did you ever play a game called Cow Clicker? No, but so, I have seen people yeah, playing it. So the same cow, kind of thing. Cow Clicker was a parody of those Farmville Clicker sort of games. All you did was click the cow every every hour you had to click the cow that was it but you remember the tamagotchi uh a well, hundred years ago i've got news for you it's back it's back it's back it's baby. Back, back back next month tamagotchi <sighs> yeah but you know turn off the lights clean up its die. poo feed it yeah. they die and they die anyway it's but quite the, ridiculous it's like people well that's and relationships and dogs and dogs small dogs relationships with guinea dogs. pigs josie's guinea pig no no you guinea pig's fine josie the, guine the guinea pig's fine hey um messenger Messenger. Facebook Messenger. Yes. Has is one of those apps that started out simple. Hmm. It's mm. a way of sending messages between on people Facebook. you know. I know yeah, on Facebook. It's quite straightforward. But over the years, it's gotten bigger and bigger and, and bigger. Bloatier. It's got stickers. It's got gifts. It's got games that you play inside Messenger. And um, uh, somehow you can make video calls from it. I don't know how, but we keep starting a group chat video call generally with somebody putting the phone in their pocket and then apologising to everybody later on. But nobody can figure out how to start one properly. Wouldn't it be great if they came out with just a stripped-back, simple version? Didn't take up well, as like much Twitter. time on your, <laughs> on your phone. Yep. Wasn't so complicated. Didn't use as much internet bandwidth. And Wouldn't all that, that stuff that you all don't that care stuff. about. Yeah, yep. now, I, don't, I don't know why Facebook has done this because it just seems entirely benevolent so that they must be up to something. They're up to something. Um, Messenger Lite is the name oh. of the app. And really, all it does is lets you send messages to people you know and receive them 
It's as simple as that. That would be glorious. And so this is just, this is an actual Facebook thing, is it? It's yep. not made by some, it's not not some third, third party. It's not some third party. So it used to be available um, in, in what, what, what is sometimes known as the third world, just in developing countries where, sure. where the phones are crappy and yep. the, the and everybody's on text messaging. Yeah. Yep. And uh, now they've rolled it out to most of the world, including New Zealand. Um, oh, there's one problem, Paul. What's that? Mm-hmm. One not, problem. Not available for iPhone. Oh, uh, that's... Uh, see, only, I don't allow Messenger or Facebook on my iPhone yeah, anyway, only, because uh, it's too pure. There you go. Messenger. Only only available on the, uh, the the dominant mobile platform, Android. But uh, if that's you and you're after a slimmed-down, simple version of uh, of Messenger, Messenger Lite does what it says on the tin. Hey, I want to talk about my... Um, I, well, I did say I was going to talk about uh, my special app just for Stephen Joyce, but I might yep. save that for later in the Ooh. week. Um, um, in talking to Wendell Nissen on Thursday. Oh, Wendell will like it. She likes a good road. She does like a good road. Um, but I want to talk about paper darts. Paper darts, because they are the ultimate. The, the ultimate bit of summer were rainy... You, were you big on paper darts as a kid? Well, I grew up in North Wales, so in the summertime there's not a lot to do outside except stay go, inside. Except go and, back inside. And, and throw paper darts, so that's what we used to do an yeah. awful lot Except of. they weren't paper, they were... Made wood, out of... Um, made out of tin. Made out, made out of slate, for the fine, most part. Fine, fine yes. tin. <laughs> so, yes, no, lots of paper darts. I have perfected the ultimate paper dart. I'll make it while, you are, while you're talking. Okay, uh, this, this is magnificent radio. Um, imagine... If in 2017 you could augment that really cool paper dart of yours yeah. with a micro-thin, micro-light carbon fibre spine... <laughs> with a, an app. A carbon no. fi- a, ...and a carbon fibre spreader, a little battery, yeah. a remote-controlled tail to make it go left, right, up, down, and a tiny little propeller that just... The whole thing just clips onto your and existing paper dart. how much does dart. that weigh? Because the advantage of the paper dart is it weighs nothing. Yeah, but this also weighs almost nothing. So this is a, a thing called egg. the Power Up Dart. The Power Up Dart. It is a little kit. It's available on Kickstarter. Uh, they were hoping to sell enough to get them $25,000. They have raised $1.7 <laughs> million so far because all the geeks think it's so cool. So I, when they I recover it. from their hangovers, yeah, exactly. they'll be shipping so some kits. So I, I backed it. I've got my fingers crossed. Oh, that dart, that's just the classic old dart. It is the classic. The, the, the double, you've done the double delta. The triangle, double, triangle, yep. goes in a straight line. And it just goes and goes and goes. Well, you should, what I'll you need, what you need here, to go do is go to kickstarter.com, look up Power Up Dart, uh, $77 US gets you two kits, which is two full engine rigs and, and charging units, and you power it by the app. So the idea is I can take that paper dart yeah. and just sit it on my desk and with the app launch it it powers into the air and I just fly it around until oh. it runs out of batteries oh. so you can remotely annoy staff while and, you're and, not and, 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 and if you and I have both got them we can do little tail chases and dog fights dog I fights. think that's absolutely cool we're in hey um Thanks so much for coming in, Paul. I've enjoyed your company as always. Always a pleasure. Um, come back tomorrow. Come back tomorrow. Not you, Paul, but everyone. Uh, from 3 to 6 p.m., I've got a special on the future of the future, talking transport, relationships, and even work with a bunch of interesting guests. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you so much to Ben Rose from NIB, Sarah O'Dwyer in the booth. Next up, Mr. Graham Hill and the Weekend Variety Wireless. I'm Vaughan Davis, 99.